Brad Court Talk, ABC's The Crossing. Welcome to the past that was. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome to the seaside town of Port Cannon, Oregon. The journey has been long, but you have officially arrived. And it's been a long time since we've been lost. I got to admit that I've been looking forward to this show, but I won't talk about how lost we were at the ending of other show that we watched that was lost-ish. Oh, I, I wasn't lost. I just, I don't know. The ending of that one was, mm, lost it for me. For many. <laughs> for many. Not all. But Some enjoyed it. I'm glad that we have another show that will captivate our attention like that, and I'm really enjoying the crossing so far i mean right off the bat i kind of got hooked on it uh yeah like it's got its own interesting quirks very much so but before we jump into that just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com you can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at soundcloud.com as well also be sure to check out some of the other great writers over at pure fandom if there's a show or movie you love someone over there is writing something amazing about it in court how can they reach us well, uh, you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. He's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook? Uh, there is a lot of things on Facebook. Currently, things about crossing over, crossing this way, crossing that way. Oh, seeing the light, going into the light, light and alternate light. endings. Seeing out of the light, hell around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's also Brad and Court Talk Pure Fandom Podcast Group. Uh, we have uh, one of our groups over there where we talk about everything under the sun. Um, like, if you ever listen to us before, you know we can ramble a little bit. And that's kind of what we do over there. We love all kinds of TV shows and movies and different things like that. We're super pumped for the upcoming um, Infinity War. So, it's a lot on there. And Lost, not Lost, The 100 is coming back soon. I've been binging that. So, if you watch those shows, you can check us out over there. You can also find our Van Helsing uh, Peer Fandom group over there as well on Facebook. That's one of sci-fi's uh, TV shows. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, check it out on Facebook and on Netflix. You can go ahead and binge it over there. Right. And we're also covering The Siren, which is on Freeform. They just started yes. up. And yes, we, we are. are and Krypton. And Krypton. And we're just finishing up The Magicians. That I'm so sad. <laughs> yes. But now we are into Crossing. So what was this episode about? Okay, well, this is the episode that starts it all. This was the pilot. Refugees from a war-torn country start showing up to seek asylum in an um, American town, Port Cannon. Uh, only the country that these people are from is America and from the future, and they don't recognize a lot of stuff that you and I do. Uh, they don't know how to use keys. They don't know what rabbits are. Ooh, even that food sometimes comes from animals. Like, they don't do that. Well, that's a And they have something though. cool called apex people. But we'll I will, talk about I that. I don't think they're cool. They don't think they're cool. Um, I think one of the Apex people that we happen to know is very cool. She's yeah. badass. Well, yeah. We, well, we don't know that much about her yet. We're just assuming. Maybe she was getting her kid out. I don't know. Hard to uh, tell. Yes. We do find out right off the bat that time travel is not the safest thing in the world. You do not walk into a telephone booth and all of a sudden pop out somewhere else. Not a telephone <sighs> yeah. booth. Well, you can do a telephone yeah. booth, too, because B- Bill and Ted's you know, adventure stuff that just came out this previous week. And yeah. Bogus man. Bogus. Bogus. Yeah. The Bill and Ted three. Excellent. Excellent. Totally. Excellent. Excellent. But yeah, there's different things that happen with air time travel and right off the bat, we've got people underwater. That's not a good sign. 
Oh, no, um, it, it's definitely not a safe journey. I think they said over 400 people traveled, uh, right. 400 refugees traveled, but we only had maybe 51 re- survivors by the end of the episode. Exactly. And this is just something that I came up with when I was watching this, because we're, we're just going to go ahead with, you know, Jude is doing yoga. Who's, yes, he is. He's trying to find his inner peace. This is literally me doing yoga, by the way. This, <laughs> oh, this is so easy. Oh, I'm like, I'm going to fall over and die because I'm big muscles and stuff. I'm like, I'm falling over. So we meet his uh, a, a sidekick. <laughs> is Nestor a sidekick? He's his deputy. Uh, uh, his deputy? Yeah. And they go down there because they see, saw one body, and all of a sudden there's hundreds of bodies floating all over the way. All the uh-huh. And that is not the good way to start out the day. So this is what I found interesting on this. We have hours later, it's nightfall, and they are still finding people alive who are coming to shore. Uh-huh. This, right off the bat, gives me the evidence that they didn't all arrive there at the same exact time. So, right, because, again, it was 400 people. And when we first saw, like, at the very beginning of the episode, um, we had like this whole garden of people, like the little mermaid, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's whole garden of people just floating at the bottom. And we had this mystery woman. She came and she got the kid. She came, got Leah. And then she, we saw her kind of float away. So like you said, I don't, you don't think they arrived all at the same time. And I think at one point in time when they were telling them the, telling the the police, the homeland about their journey, they said they were in a cave for at first, didn't they? Right, they went down to a cave where they turned on the machine and did their stuff. But what, right. my idea was the fact that they went down there, you had all 400 people, they yeah. hit the button, everybody disappeared, but it kind of staggered placing them throughout time. Yeah, well, not even placing them throughout time, but like it's 400 people. They couldn't have all traveled at the same exact instant. Right, and that's why they kept showing up in the same area underwater. Right. But that's why hours later there were still people coming up. That's just yeah. the way I took it. Because they yeah. did say the machine was, theoretically, that was the first time they've ever used it, and there were some little quirks going on. So it's time travel, man. It's not science. Right. And they <laughs> had no idea that they'd end up at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And those uh, little seg- uh, seconds that it took for people to realize that is what ended up killing off a lot of them. Yes. Because nothing like being underwater and sucking up water and drowning that way. Now, of the 400 that transferred over, we find that only 47 of them survived? Yeah, it, it was 47, but I think later, um, uh, it's Emma Run played by Sandrine Holt. Uh, later, when she's talking to Jude, she says that she had, like, she, there were 50 survivors, and at that point in time, they didn't know about race. Right, because she wasn't there. She was already right. She, she washed was somewhere. up somewhere else. Because you know, after she went to see uh, Leah, who Leah, who Jude finds out her name because you know, hey, wasn't that from the Bible? And she's like, from what? Did you know. catch it? That comes up a lot. What's that? Look at all the survivors' names, except for Reese. All the survivors have biblical names. I did not catch that at all. Yeah, it's Hannah, Caleb, Rebecca. Huh. And um, even Jude is like a biblical name, I think. Yes, it Like is. maybe that's why he connected to it. Because when she first said it, I, I thought he was going to say, oh, like Star Wars. Nice. I did not even catch that. Did not pay any attention to that whatsoever. It just went right over. Hmm. I wonder what that means. I'm sure it means something. 
And they said that they were dying breed uh, humans, whereas the apex, they were taking over. Leia is the one who tells them right off the bat, though, that they came from the future. Uh-huh. Where we have the other survivor who, what was his name? Caleb. Uh, Caleb says, yeah, it's all true, and there's some wild stuff that hasn't even happened yet. So y'all are going to go War. crazy. The war with the Apex people. Yeah. And this is where the survivors tell them that they're the first to make it through. There were rumors of a way to escape, and the Apex people are basically killing off all the normal people. Is that how you were taking it as well? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out why that would happen, other than the fact that they're better. Well, I think of it like um, you know, any futuristic thing that we already know about where the machines take over or clones take over or whoever takes over, somehow humans end up fighting up against them because, you know, only one one party can survive, supposedly. Are you so if the Apex are taken over, if the, I guess, mutants, for a loss of a better word, um, if the Apex are taken over, like, they're going to get rid of the, the lesser of them all. Right. They're just enhanced humans. You end up with the idea of the other way that they go with it is the, the Apex people live higher up in the uh, clouds and the subhuman people just live down on the dirt bottom, you know. The clan. List. Well, yeah, because there's that too. Because I think um, Hannah later says that they, they they don't they don't see the sun like where they are. It's dark. It's dark all the time. So the sun was hurting her eyes when she asked Roy for his sunglasses. Well, now there is that idea too. Or was it the fact that you know if we just go with pollution and smog and everything else? Yeah. When Hannah met Roy for the first time, she asked him for the sunglasses. For their cute meat. <laughs> yeah, for the cute meat. She had you know had mentioned that it was brighter there. But they'd also saw the stars. And the seeing the stars makes a lot of sense because if you have a lot of light pollution or whatever, you're not going to be able to see them. Because, you know, if you live in town, you can't see stars outside at night. Yeah, I don't see a lot of stars. Unless you're far, far away. Yeah. So I could see where that is. But there's also that pollution thing. I mean, 180 years in the future, we've had a war going on. There's an extermination Holocaust thing happening. Very good chance the Earth is just screwed up and the advanced Apex people are just how, you know, things are going to continue with the human race. Yeah. Yeah, they're be- better able to survive in that environment, maybe. Yeah, that's my guess. I, that's all I had on that one. No, that totally makes sense. And, um, like, did you catch what what Rebecca said at one point in time when she was talking to Leia about um, how she remembered her, her daughter when she was eight years old? Right. Like, do you think they were taking the kids and experimenting on them? Because Leia had some scars and stuff on her arm, and it makes sense that if Reese is an apex, like, why would she leave unless it was to protect Leia? I, that's very well the case. I mean, that could have happened. We see that at the very end of it, where she has that weird uh, rash thing going on. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of... It's in shapes. It's like hexagonal or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's like they've been experimenting on her. Like something's been pressing up on her arm. Yeah, it's not a normal looking scar. So I think maybe they were experimenting on her. That would be the best bet. I mean, if you are trying to enhance a species, they'd be doing like gene therapy and stuff like that. You could right. do it right from the children and grow them from there. Or for that yeah. matter, is... Leia actually her daughter or is it like hey we stole this child this is now your child take care of her and grow her up it could be like I'm pretty sure that that was her mom but you never know it's hard to tell I don't know I'm it's there's a lot of questions that you have on this 
Oh, no, definitely. Because I think Leia's the only kid. I think she said that there were some other children that had tried to make the journey, but we never saw them. Well, we saw the dead ones when she forced you to take her to the warehouse. Yeah, a lot of body bags. Um, I I tried not to look in any faces, though. Well, when she was looking at the faces of people on there, I mean, there's a couple children in there. Oh, okay. Those are the bodies that she was going to look at were the children to see if her daughter was in there. And yeah. she had just said right off the bat, hey, I'm looking for my daughter. They could have solved this whole entire thing. <laughs> yeah, but that would have been too simple, Brad. I know. That we wouldn't and she, able to does that, she doesn't know who she can trust. Well, yeah, tr- true. I mean, she is escaping from something as well. Yeah. Because if the Apex people are taking over and killing everybody, why did she come back? Or was she part of this other group of people that came back who were trying to change things? Or make sure that they couldn't change things right. if we were talking about Craig. So, yeah, speaking of Craig, uh, Craig Lindar, <laughs> the deputy undersecretary, I think, played by, uh-huh. played by Jay Garns. Um, this guy is an awesome actor because every time he has something, I, not every time, but for the most part, he is the FBI, CIA agent type person actor. Shady, shady, shady. No, not always shady because in Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys, he was an FBI agent who was on the oh, good yeah. side. I forgot. We we liked him in that one. Yeah. I'm, I See, I remember him most from um, Sons. Sons of Anarchy. He was Agent Cone. Yeah, agent and he Cone. was not a good man. No, he was an ATF agent in that one. Not very good. <laughs> That's actually the show that Court and I started podcasting way back in 2008, by the way. Uh-huh. So that's a long time ago. That 2008, yes. 2018. You figure the math. Um, <laughs> Secretary of Defense in The Last Resort. Remember that one? It was on for one season? Submarine. Yes, I, I enjoyed that show. And I, he wasn't good in that one either. And then there was a couple other things that he was in as well. So, Yeah, if you see him, know that there's a good chance that he's shady as hell. I Although we don't that, know for sure in this one. He it, might not be. We're not positive, but he's not... <laughs> You know, yeah, he, he does convince Emma not to go to the other ads and tell them exactly what's going on. He keeps everything under wraps. That and he has that meeting with uh, Thomas. You know, uh-huh. Thomas that, goes Thomas. in to talk to Emma and says, "I want to talk to the president and you know tell him all this information because it's that easy." And it just goes up the line. Well, he doesn't know. It's I know. One of those things. I know. And he gets out. He to was talk. very sexist, though. True. When Thomas shows up in the the uh, SUV there and gets out to go talk to Linda on a secure location that you know things aren't going to go well because it's all dark and they're the only ones there. Even uh-huh. better is when he asked Thomas if he'd recognize any of those who came before him. <laughs> to which point Thomas is visibly scared, and I'm pretty much sure that's the last that we'll ever see of Thomas. Or, or maybe not, depending on how shady he is. I'm not holding too much hope in Thomas's future. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not investing in his character right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, there are too many other people who um, weren't really snarky. (laughs) No, he (laughs) He was kind of a jerk. And he was very assured that he was going to be able to buy his way to freedom. Oh, he was information. He he didn't have any doubt whatsoever that he was going to make it out there. Because basically he was going to sell out either the Apex or the humans who had arrived already. I think he was selling out anybody he needed to sell out to get himself in a better position. Yeah, and so we found out that um, Lender has been there for a while if he's been able to work his way up to deputy undersecretary. Well, he actually says that he's been there for longer than he th- longer than you would think. So 
how long did they go back? I mean, it's time travel. They don't know when people showed back up. They just know people went back and did stuff. This is true. We mentioned it, but we really didn't. When Reese was uh, in the hangar and she was breaking bad, taking out everybody. Uh-huh. And totally did her apex jump. Emma can't deny the truth of what the survivors are saying now about the future. She, right mm-hmm. off the bat, she has to kind of go and believe what, the, what they're t- telling them. But she doesn't tell Jude anything. Well, I, I think he's pretty cool on the fact that he, he knows what he already knows. He knows that she did that huge frogman jump and supermaned out the window. And also the fact that she ripped that, that shotgun out. And he said that, right. th- was it 16 pounds of force or something? It's 16 gauge steel. Oh, yeah. So it took a lot of force for her to be able to rip that sucker out of there. So he already knows she's strong. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's a lot going on. And we find out. I, I love the fact that we had the mugger that was brought up in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah, we kind of meet him again at the end of it. Uh-huh. And he receives a beatdown from what he called, quote, the hardcore Tomb Raider she-bitch. <laughs> <sighs> that was a compliment. <laughs> Because she was badass. I love the fact that he admitted to everything. Yeah, if I just got beat down, I'm done. I'm out of the mugging <laughs> game. I'm done. <laughs> Take me away. Take me away. The survivors are shipped off to a temporary shelter, which is a church camp. Okay. Now, I told you to watch this again. And this may not be... The, this is the one I am almost positive about. So... We do this other show, if you haven't heard of it, called, you know, Sci-Fi. It's on Sci-Fi channels, Van Helsing. Now, if you're watching this show, you may recognize this camp. I am 90% sure it's the same one that (laughs) Sam grew up in and returned to. Because why? Everything's shot in Vancouver. Of course. And they were all green buildings, and it was a church camp. This is where they're at. I love seeing the same... uh, sets and stuff being reused at some of these shows. Granted, it's much brighter now, and it's not death and decay like it was in that one. Uh-huh. But I just got a kick out of it. I'm like, hey, I've seen that before. Since Leah was going to be placed by herself, Rebecca and Caleb step up to take her in with them, which makes sense, you know? She had a daughter one time. The child's up by herself. They all went back. Eventually, they're going to get there to, what she call it, the... Uh, the forever home. Uh-huh. Hannah's having a hard time figuring out what a key does. Now, that's a little tip there that we talked about that earlier, how they didn't know how to do certain things. And her new HIS friend, uh, Roy, comes over to her rescue and gives her a pair of sunglasses, which also tells us right off the bat that that relationship is going to come in handy in the future because uh-huh. they're going like, to... I'm shipping that already. It's, it's a ship. They're already shipping? Okay. Uh, yeah. Not Penny's boat? No. Oh, mm, nope, no. not Penny's boat. Not Hannah's boat. Okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> there was no boat, Brad. There was no boat. I know there was no, no Brad, boat. no wreckage. Ah, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of it. I, that, I think we touched on about everything that happened this episode. We have a lot of stuff going on. We have 47 survivors. We've only met a few handful of them. And yeah. I think that's going to kind of go to Lost Way as well, where we had all the survivors of the wreck, but you know we had our core group of eight that we really talked about. This is true. I mean, and, th- and that's more than enough for story-wise, and they can promote who they need to whenever they need um, additional people, red shirts. Right. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's got to get killed off or on the way. I, I, Basically. That's what I, I think Thomas is already done. He's already lost. He's played his role. He's good. 
Maybe. We'll see. Or he goes over to the bad side. Ooh, there's that. If, if that's the bad side. We don't know yet. But We, we don't, don't know anything. But all we know is, well, see, I'm also a little confused on Jude. So Jude went to call his son early on, right, after he uh-huh. saw all this stuff. I thought that was his ex-wife. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I believe so. Apparently something happened in Oakland, and now he's trying to start all over again in Port Cannon. Oh. So some crap went down with his ex or on the job. We don't know. Okay, well, explain the part to me where later on, when Nestor is busy drinking all the juice boxes because he's trying to quit sugar. By well, the way, I think uh, Oliver's coming to visit. I'm not sure if it's just the weekend or if it's for an extended visit or if it's summer. We don't really know all that yet, but Oliver's coming to visit his dad, who he hasn't seen in a while. But he was putting together a nursery. Was it a nursery, though? It was like, a nursery. It, it was the regular bed, and it was... Um, it had a mobile. It, that, that looked like a mobile, but I think that was just a thing with the planets, I, the solar system. I thought it was a mobile in a nursery, honestly. I, that's where I was going. He he has no babies coming to him right now. He has Oliver coming, as far as I know. Um, I saw a big kid bed. I didn't see any cribs, but that did look like a mobile. I know what you're. I know exactly what you're thinking about, but I believe that what you think was a mobile was just the solar system. Okay, we'll go with that. I'll I'll take. We'll look at we'll look at it again just in case. But if he has a baby show up, I'm like you go be. Well, I'm sure in the next episode we'll find out a little bit more on that. I was just wondering. Yeah, because we didn't see uh, like um. I didn't know if he was already coupled up with somebody else. And I don't think he was uh, at first. I was wondering if he, if he was coupled up with the yoga instructor from the top of the episode. I didn't know if, if he was married again, but um, later in the episode, we saw him talking um, to his ex-wife. Right. I guess so. I just, I yeah. don't know if there's an ex-wife. When or... Reese got to the house, like if he had been with somebody, like we would have seen her at some point in time. I wasn't sure if it was his ex or if they're just separated at the moment and she's moving up there later or what's going on. I do not think I she's have... moving up there. There's some like tension between them, I too. Because remember, uh, he called he, and after like that whole day of finding people, he was stressed out and he needed his kid. He wanted to talk to his kid. He wanted to be reassured. He had all that death surrounding him and he wanted to talk to his kid. But he calls like two hours after the kid went to bed. Right. And she's like, no. Like she, no, she was hostile. If she, if they were still together, she would have sensed that something else was going on with him and kind of talked to him about it. But I, he just wanted to talk to his kid. I don't think there's still a thing. I think we're going to find out more later on next week. That's all I got. Yeah. And again, it's whatever happened to him in Oakland, something big went down. And I think um, Emma was talking about how he wasn't equipped to deal with a bunch of stress. Right. And I mean, Jude said that too. You've seen a lot of this in Oakland. No, I didn't see 400 people dead on the beach or, you know, basically bodies. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, And um, like he even said that to, to Nestor, too. He was like, you sure you don't want to stay in the car? Like, you don't have to deal with this because they've, they've never had any, anything like this at all. And um, when I got the Thorn Beach at the top of the episode. But yeah, wow. very cool. Interesting. I'm, I, I'm hooked with it. I liked it. I like a lot of the chemistry through the actors and stuff like that from the ones that we saw. There's a yeah. lot to go. I mean, we know there's there's a big story going on there. Definitely. Brad. Question. Yes. Okay. So um, at one point in time when they were all talking uh, and, and Thomas was talking, it was the survivors and they were talking about the food being from animals. And uh, Thomas was like, he's glad to be back on the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Um, were, were they not on the top of the food chain with something eating them? That's almost what I'm thinking about with the apex people. Because like they said before, they mean, he said it was a Holocaust. They were being exterminated. Yeah. They're, as humans, they're not the top of the food chain anymore. The apex people were. 
Yes. What are the Apex people doing with everything else? And we kind of we got that idea from Reese what the Apex people have as soon as you know when she was eating her fish, and then when she looked at the picture of the fish being caught, she pushed her fish away and I'm like, yeah, that's good fish like, right there. This had a face. I don't want to eat it. But that's where we get the idea of you know her uh, superpowers that she has. Yes. So we get a glimpse of that. I don't know. A lot, a lot of going on next week. Uh, one more thing. Yes. All right. So when she's with the guy who rescued her and she sees his tattoos, she starts speaking Russian. And uh-huh. then he's like, uh, you speak Russian? And she says, I am nothing. Right. So, oh, there's so many pieces. We have to keep it together so that as it, as the episodes go, we can just start putting this puzzle together. I'm excited. And I had like, to, I really hope ABC picks this sucker up and like we just go seven seasons. I, I had that in my notes too about the I am nothing. Yeah. I think that is a key part. Yeah. Her knowing Russian and her answering and saying, I am nothing. I think that's what separates her from the other Apex people. Like, she is not in with their game. She's out trying to, maybe that is her child that she's trying to protect her child and goes with the motherly instinct. Yeah. Instead of uh, drinking the flavor aid and going that way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anything else? No. Um, just a great start. Can't wait for more. People watch it. Watch it, definitely. Watch it again, too. Uh, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts or The Magicians, Candle Cove, the entire series, Krypton, 12 Monkeys, um, Winona Earp. I'm missing things. I know I am right off the bat. Yeah, we've, we've covered a lot. Go check it all out. Yes. Oh, Siren, too, Siren. on Freeform. Yeah. And there are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Oh, uh, if you haven't caught it already, if you go to purefandom.com, um, Liz and Lindy actually did an interview with the showrunners for The Crossing. So go ahead and check them out. And um, you know, they have a lot of good stuff awesome. that they were talking about. So definitely. Yes. Um, if you have any thoughts or comments about this episode and you want to reach out to us, if you notice something that we didn't notice or you're like, no, you guys are wrong. This is not a good theory. Like, this is my theory. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or you can send us an email at, again, talk at gmail.com. Definitely. Yeah. If you got theories, let us know because we're just, you know, we got our theories. We may be totally wrong. The only thing I know for a positive fact that when Nestor said that he was going off sugar, it was worse <laughs> than leaving meth. Yes, I totally agree with that because I came off sugar a couple months ago and that was a hard detox. <laughs> uh-huh. It is. Sugar is in all our food, unfortunately. That, that is the only thing I can, you know, uh, totally agree with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more. So until next time. Until next time, if you're meeting with a stranger in a dark alley or in a dark road, make sure you get a glimpse of their face first before you give all your cards away. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.